You're listening to the best of Morning Drive with Dietrich and White, an on-demand audio presentation of redpeachsports.com and ESPN977.com. Now here's today's show. Good morning, North Louisiana. What up? How goes it? Aaron here in the Caldwell Banker Group One Realty Studio in West Monroe on this lovely Thursday morning. I had to think what day it was, Jake. Did, did I bring a little bit more energy, a little bit more enthusiasm on this Thursday? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank you. This is a little bit better. Thanks, man. That's what I'm trying to do. Plenty to discuss over the next uh, two hours. You can hit us up on the Stuart Shelby hotline slash text line, 888-993-7762. Go to stuartshelby.com for a free quote. How are you doing this morning? I'm good. This is going to be kind of a weird day because we've got kind some, some sort of awkward, weird headlines this morning. Not your usual headlines that we have every day. Oh, all right. Well, well, you started that, so where do you want to go? I mean, I let's let's get to the hard stuff first actually. Right. Let's 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 go with the actual news. You can start with uh Yeah, two days in a row we've basically have had uh, head coaching news yeah. in Northeast Louisiana. Uh the news of course with uh Dean Smith uh, with the suspension coming up in the fall four games and of course uh fine $2500. That was from literally uh, two days ago. Then yesterday, this surprised a bunch of people as Cedar Creek's Ben Haddix has decided to step down as the head football coach of the Cougars. But don't fret, Cedar Creek fans. He's not going far from the school. He will remain as the athletic director and head baseball coach and dean of students. Just wants to spend more time with his family. So not, certainly cannot blame him for that. In fact, Ben Haddix will join us at 730. We look forward to catching up. With Ben, you look at what he did as the head football coach over a span of eight seasons. Pretty darn impressive. 61 and 35, two semifinal appearances and four appearances in the state quarterfinals. That now means with Ben stepping aside, Shannon Brown will step in as Cedar Creek's head coach. Certainly a coach that we're familiar with. Two different stints as the head coach at Jonesboro Hodge. A lot of uh, experience and expertise there. So Cedar Creek probably will not miss a beat. Probably not, but yeah, I mean, if you think back to what Haddix has done as the head coach at Cedar Creek, it, I mean, you you just said the numbers there, 61-35, and 35, very successful as head coach there. We look forward to catching up with Coach Haddix coming up at 7.30. Other headlines, Jake. Other headlines. Uh, let's get to some NBA talk real quick. All right. uh, the Jazz tied the series last night, which was huge. I think a lot of people thought the Rockets were going to run away with this after game one, but... Uh, the Jazz were just feeling it last night. Um, the the highlight of this game last night to me was the Rockets were trying to make a comeback, and Donovan Mitchell skies through the air on a putback dunk in traffic. It was so sick. I was a little crazy. It was so sick. It got you know. At w- once he did that, I mean they that was the punctuation to the game. Like there was no way the Rockets were going to be able to come back after that because. All the momentum was with the Utah Jazz at that moment. Um, another thing that stood out, uh, so Joe Ingles, he scored a career high of 27 points for the Utah Jazz. Why am I bringing this up? Well, this is the guy that looks just like Toby Flinderson off of The Office. I don't know if, if you've ever watched The Office, Aaron, but he's like the annoying uh, the annoying guy on The Office and and he's he's older and kind of balding, and that's why it's so funny that this guy who looks like Toby Flinderson is just a baller, and he yeah. has been all year long. Yeah, he goes out and scores twenty seven points. <laughs> yeah. He's ten 
of uh, 13 from the field and hit seven three-pointers last night. What do you make now of Utah with the 116-108 to 108 win over the Rockets? Uh, the Houston Rockets losing a little bit of their luster. Well, I, I don't know. I said this before the playoffs even started, the fact that, you know, the Rockets aren't like – I'm not going to compare them to Toronto because Toronto really does blow it. But Houston has a tendency to get figured out in these seven-game series. Now, I know it's a little bit different this year. They have more firepower. But still, I, I, I still can't help but think back to years past and go, you know what, they did get figured out and they did look to be exposed in some of those playoff series the past couple of years. So I'm waiting to see if that happens here with Utah Jazz because the Jazz, I think a lot of people are continuing to sleep on them, but they're continuing to prove that they are a very, very good basketball team. So I think it's a series. I thought it was a series to begin with. I was a little surprised Houston ran away with game one, but yeah, I, I still think it's going to be a really good series. I'm not saying that the Rockets are going to lose it, but I do think it'll be tight all the way through. Series now tied at one game apiece. Yes, and uh, so here's the news you really want to talk yeah. about. And st staying with the NBA, we talked about it yesterday, how Charles Barkley went at Draymond Green. Yeah. We loved it. We uh, thought it was great. Yes. Saying he wanted to fight him. Charles saying he wanted to punch Charles. him in the face. Chuck being Chuck. Chuck being Chuck, and then Draymond fired back. Yeah. Well, Charles is starting to kind of go back on what he said. I, I don't understand this. I thought Charles could say whatever he wanted to say, and that's what the beauty of Charles Barkley, why we watch Charles Barkley. Yeah. Is he, is he getting and now, soft in his old age? And now age? he's got to apologize? He apologized. Here's the we'll, we'll play the clip for you. He, he apologized, and he explained why he was apologizing here. Is this a real apology? Chuckster, now the floor is yours. Well, look at like George uh, Foreman right now. Nah, the come big on. George Foreman, the yeah. big. Okay, come on, man. <laughs> no, let me say this. I apologize to Draymond Green and his mom. Uh, listen. Why his mom? Well, because she, she she also I tweeted. She tweeted. Oh, okay. I didn't I didn't know. You, you know, you one of those idiots who tweet, so I don't pay I, attention. Listen, I, I didn't know. Okay. I didn't know his mom tweeted. So you know, Ernie, what I said uh, was inappropriate. I would never punch an NBA player. I would never punch an NBA player. I meant what I said. I meant what I said. But uh, I would never punch an NBA player. Draymond Green's a good player. I think he's a nice kid. I wish him nothing but the best. But what I said was inappropriate. And I got guys who are mentors to me. Uh, I grew up down here. They called me today and told me what I said was inappropriate. Derek Stafford. Jason Whitlock and Mike Wilbon, they're my mentors and big brothers. Uh, what I said was wrong and inappropriate. I appreciate them reaching out to me. You know what? I, my personal opinion should never come across in a comment I make about a team or a player. It did last night. Draymond is a hell of a player. He's an irritant. He annoys me at times, but he's a hell of a player. But what I said was wrong and I apologize. So you're going to apologize to me as well? Oh, no, you're an idiot. You say, you, you say you're going to punch me all the time. Uh, yeah, because you deserve it. Oh, see. And first of all, Draymond got a chance against me. You don't. <laughs> I, hey, 1996, Charles, I'll be, oh, I'm scared. 2018, Charles, I'm just like Draymond. Shoot your best. Shoot your best right now. Hey. Uh, <laughs> that was the best part of it there at the end. The Nobody thought, I, I didn't take it the way a 53-year-old Charles Barkley was going to go and then try to hit Draymond Green in the face at 28, whatever he is. No, my biggest takeaway from that is, does Charles Barkley think he's an actual legitimate journalist? 
Like that's oh, what yeah. that's what he was saying. Like I I was out of line. I shouldn't have said that. I should never interject my opinion yeah. about. Will somebody. Bond gave me some advice. <laughs> like what? Whitlock, you should probably not listen to him. But Will Bond, yes. <laughs> but uh, no, I I that's why we tune in to Barkley because we want to hear him say these things, and that's and that was kind of a halfway apology because he was saying. Yeah, I still want to punch him, but I shouldn't say that aloud on this show. What's the world coming to if Charles Barkley has to be politically it's correct? It's like he's forgetting his role. Like, <laughs> we don't expect you to be Adam Schefter, yeah, Charles. We want you to be your colorful personality. Yeah. You don't have to be Bob Lee up there. No. <laughs> if that's the case, we're not going to tune in. I think throughout this show, we should just give some of the best quotes, outrageous quotes of all time from Charles Barkley. I am so game for that. All right, there's actually a website that lists uh, the top 50 Charles Barkley quotes of all time. Lay some on us. What number you want me to go? Oh, it's ranked. Yeah. <laughs> Should we go? How many are there? It's 50, man, so we don't oh, have the wow. whole show. Okay, well, I just said that we could spread them out throughout the pick show. Pick one random. Pick a couple of random ones. Uh, I like this one. This is one of my all-time favorites. After throwing a guy through a first-floor window in a bar, in, sh- in a bar, Charles was in front of the judge. The judge says... Your sanctions are community service and a fine. Do you have any regrets? Charles responded, yeah, I regret we weren't on a higher floor. (laughs) So good. Uh, They ranked the number one uh, Charles Barkley insult after Olympic Dream Team victory over Angolia, in which they won 116 to 48. Charles got into a physical altercation with a member of an Angolian towards the end of the game. Afterwards, he says, Somebody hits me, I'm going to hit him back, even if he does look like he hasn't eaten in a couple of weeks. I thought he was going to pull a spear on me. Oh, my God. <laughs> Worst Charles Barkley quote of all time. Did uh, he apologize for that one? Pr- probably not. Mm. Man. Yeah, that's good. I could go with Charles Barkley quotes and Steve Spurrier quotes all day. Uh, here's another one uh, talking about Charles beating up people. Back in uh, 2007 when uh, Dwight Howard was actually doing something, during the halftime highlight, Charles said, if I had a body like Dwight Howard, I'd go around the country just beating the heck out of people. <laughs> Unprovoked. Yeah. So. Mm. Uh, this is on uh, Jerry Krause still being able to keep his job of, as the GM of the Chicago Bulls. Charles said, Jerry Krause must have pictures of his boss's wife having sex with a monkey. Now that is where you need to apologize. Yes. <laughs> that is stepping over the bounds. Yes. That was a bit much. <laughs> Twas a bit much. Um, I got a couple more headlines. So Mookie Betts hit three homers mm. to take the home run lead yesterday, and then Mike Trout said, "No, no, no, sir, you're not taking this lead." He comes back and hits a 524 foot bomb to tie him for the home run lead in the in the major league. Uh, Houston Astros. Houston Astros update. This would be the bumper if we had a bumper. I'm working on it. Okay. Uh, they lost last night four to nothing to the New York Yankees. Deja vu, same score as uh, two days ago. And Stanton had two home runs, I believe. I thought I read that correctly. Mm. Yeah. Well, don't take my word for it because this is our Houston Astros update. I don't know how legitimate we are with the Houston Astros. Uh, what I noticed from Major League Baseball last night: uh, the Marlins man trolling the franchise. Of course, they had that big dispute about yeah. his tickets, and he lost them. So uh, he took a screenshot of the uh, stadium, and there was reported 5,941 there. And uh, his tweet was, can you find my seat? Obviously, a lot of empty seats behind 
home plate. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he and by the way, Stanton did hit two home runs last night. Good job. Way to stand Uh Headlines a little uh, weak this morning when I have to talk about Les Miles' son. Ben is leaving Nebraska. So I thought that, we weren't going to talk. So about there him. is a fullback on the market. Perhaps he could end up at LSU. No, no chance. <laughs> There's no chance. He wants to go play for the man who fill in the blank yes. Aaron, who stabbed mm-hmm. his father in the back, as as you mm-hmm. say. Mm-hmm. Uh, the offense there in Nebraska with uh, Coach Frost did not fit the fullback. Yeah. It was a good little uh, message on Twitter, though. He was yes. very classy. Listen, he was coming out of what a Catholic ranked as one of the top three fullbacks in the country. Just saying. Yeah, I'm, I'm not saying LSU wouldn't want him. Uh-huh. I'm saying I don't think he would want LSU. All right, moving on. Uh, a couple of, like I said, awkward, weird headlines. I don't know about awkward is the right word, but ESPN's losing 17,000 subscribers a day. Uh-huh. They lost half a million viewers last month. Uh, so that's worthy of bringing up. Also, my favorite thing that I discovered this morning was Mike Leach on Twitter. All right. You think, what is Mike Leach going to tweet about, right? Well, turns out he's tweeting about the best summer vacations. These are three different tweets. 21 lazy rivers to float this summer, according to the Travel Channel. Best long-distance hiking trails, according to the Travel Channel. And islands under the radar, according Mm. to the Travel Channel. Mm. What is this? And, like, you just scroll through his Twitter, and all it is is him just tweeting out random articles like that. Mm. Like, 20 childhood homes of the world's most fascinating people. Mm. (laughs) He's bored by spring football. He is very bored right now. He needs needs something – he needs to take a vacation. I think he's trying to send us a message. 888-993-7762. It is Top 10 Thursday. Today's subject is? The Top 10 Classes of NFL Draft Since 2000. This you, we went team. into this because you were trying to make the argument or hoping to make the argument that last year's Saints draft class should be ranked somewhere. In the Top high. 10. No, I said in the top ten. I think it makes the top ten. Even after one year. Even after one year. Now, it won't be – it shouldn't be top five after one year. It needs some time to, you know, develop and see where these careers go. Uh, but, yeah, I think uh, I think it made the top ten. Uh, we need a breaking news sounder. This coming from ESPN just seconds ago. 11-time Pro Bowl tight end Jason Witten retiring from the Cowboys and joining ESPN as a Monday night football Analyst. We are all shocked. Nobody saw this coming. Takes his, uh, what, four, four and a half million dollars that he'll be getting from ESPN, even though they continue to lose, as you said in headlines, viewers on a daily basis. Yeah, but it's still the right move, man. Still the right move for him. It's all part of the starting lineup brought to you by Louisiana Painter. The starting lineup. Are you crying? The starting lineup. Are you crying? Starting lineup. Are you crying? (laughs) The starting lineup. There's no crying. Let's get to the starting lineup. Look forward to catching up with a former head coach at Cedar Creek. Still AD, still a head baseball coach, but Ben Haddix will join us at 7.30. We look forward to uh, high school baseball tonight. In fact, got a number of games for the state quarterfinals, including the OCS Eagles. Their head coach will join us at 7.45. John Parker is his name. The voice of the LSU Tigers, Chris Blair, joins us for his weekly visit coming up at 8 o'clock. And at uh, 8.30, a heartbreaking story you don't want to miss bring awareness to colon cancer the father of cole hendricks who's on the ulm 
baseball team. Shane Hendricks will join us at 8.30. And in the next segment, you want to get this party started? You want to start looking at the top 10 classes since 2000 in the NFL draft? Sure. Two more quotes, outrageous bites from Charles Barkley, which he probably did not apologize for. says, when I was recruited at Auburn, they took me to a strip joint when I saw the chest on Buffy. He didn't use chest. I did. I knew that Auburn met my academic requirements. Uh, he was talking to a former uh, Houston Rocket teammate, Stanley Roberts. He said, hey, Stanley, you'd be a great player if you learned just two words. I'm full. Roberts had a little issue. Of all people to say that, Charles Barkley. Round mound, Charles Barkley. 888-993-7762. We're back after this. The way you purchased a car in the past is changing with Ronnie Ward Toyota of Ruston.com. Shop our inventory new and used, value your trade, and apply for financing from home on your couch in the comfort of your bed. Wherever you choose, whatever you want, at Ronnie Ward Toyota of Ruston.com, we'll hand you your keys so you can get to the important things in life. Visit Ronnie Ward Toyota of Ruston.com. Drive your dream, live to drive. Get your craw daddies now at Randall's Fine Meats. Randall's Fine Meats has your craw daddies ready to go every day. Low prices for live or boiled. Ask about their 5 and 10 pound specials on some of the best crawfish around. Plus, Randall's will even cater your next event. Just give them a call, 343-0382, and book in advance. Randall's also has your specialty stuffed meats. And you have to try his fried cracklins. At Randall's, like them on Facebook or just stop on by. Randall's Fine Meats, 4205 Old Sterlington Road, Monroe. I started Jones Landscaping because I love landscaping, not because I love paperwork. As my business grew, the paperwork piled up and I got stuck waiting for checks to come in. Invoice to go has absolutely changed my business. Now, instead of sending invoices at the end of an already long day, I do it right when the job is done. I can even get paid instantly using my free card reader. My company looks more professional, my customers are happier, and I spend more time doing what I love. Take back your weekends and use Invoice2Go for easier invoicing and faster payment. Go to Invoice2Go.com slash Radio18 to start your free trial. Plus, for a limited time, get 50% off your subscription and a free credit card reader when you sign up. Spend less time worrying about paperwork and more time doing what you love. Try Invoice2Go.com today. That's Invoice, the number 2, Go.com slash Radio18. Or download the app now from the App Store. Good morning, Louisiana. This is the Morning Drive. This hour is sponsored by Ronnie Ward, Toyota of Ruston. Welcome back to the show. You continue to hit us up at 888-993-7762. You need another Charles Barkley quote or two? Yeah. You can always go for more Charles. Uh, give me a second. Now the... Uh, Peter has frozen. False advertising. That's what I do. That's what I do. Uh, you, you always love the dialogue back and forth with uh, Kenny the Jet, right? Always. Uh, he made a remark to Kenny one time. Uh, Elijah Wan couldn't kick your butt because you're too close to kissing his butt. <laughs> that was not great. You don't like that? No. I don't know. He likes going after people's weight, of all things. 
things. On a supersized Oliver Miller, he can't even jump enough to touch the rim unless they put a Big Mac on top of it. And these are like the 14th best. He loses some steam. Uh, Charles says at one time, all I know is as long as I led the Southeastern Conference in scoring, my grades would be fine. That's that's a good one. Hmm. Just because it's true. <laughs> all right. You ready to go uh, top 10 uh, Thursday? Some of the best draft classes in the last, uh, what did we say, 18 years? Yes. Um, I wanted to bring up one before we actually get to the top 10 that I wanted to include. And I actually just left it off. The 2001 Bengals, they had Chad Johnson, Rudy Johnson, T.J. Husmanzada, mm. and Justin Smith. Nice. Yeah, who you know was an animal with the 49ers. I want to bring this up, and this is pretty remarkable. We forget that uh, from 67 to 76, the NFL draft was 17 rounds. Yeah. Can you imagine? Not if they had a, a 10 – Minute time, time <laughs> clock. No, there's no way. Uh, later moved to 12 rounds before being reduced to its current seven round uh, thing in 1994. So uh, back in the day, though, boy, you want to have to talk about doing some research. 17 remember, rounds. I, you know, I, I remember speaking of the 10 minutes. It used to be 15. Mm-hmm. Man, you're talking about like four picks an hour. Mm-hmm. That was rough. All right, to put it all in perspective before we go to the best draft classes since uh, 2000, I think they all are going to have to, if you want to compare them to the greatest draft class of all time, you look at the 74 Steelers. How about four Hall of Famers in one draft? Lynn Swan, first-round pick. Jack Lambert, round two. Wide receiver John Stallworth, round four. And then, of course, the center, Mike Webster, they picked up in round five. Pretty soft. Yeah. That'll be tough to match by anybody. Yeah, so let's go ahead and get into these. At number 10, I've got the 2000 Jets, which is kind of crazy, you know, because they were coming off the whole Belichick thing and all that drama. But what they got was, if you look at the pure talent of the defensive ends, they had John Abraham and Sean Ellis, Hmm. and they had Chad Pennington, who I know struggled with, with but you look at the Jets and the quarterbacks they've had now in the last uh, well, heck since uh, well, Tom since Tom Brady. I mean, Pennington probably would go down as one of the best quarterbacks or the most efficient quarterbacks they've had. Especially when you look back, yeah. like since then, absolutely. Yeah. So Pennington and a guy who I used to love, Avernius Coles, mm-hmm. he was so good for them for so many years. Mm-hmm. So that was a really good class, I thought, for for uh, the Jets at number ten. At number nine, I had the, and some people are going to argue this should be higher. Number nine, I had the 2005 Cowboys. Mm. You know, DeMarcus Ware, that draft class. They had Marcus Spears, and, you know, we love Marcus Spears, but that was a bit of a miss in the second round. But they came back strong with Marion Barber yeah. and Jay Ratliff. So that was a really, really good class. Um, so definitely top ten worthy. Some people will argue it should be higher. And at number eight, here's where we find the Saints. Mm-hmm. Last year's Saints. I couldn't go higher because it's only a year. You only have one year to work with. Only one year to work with. If we were, if we did this again in five years, this could. I hope this ends up being number one, honestly. But in just one year, you think about what Marshawn Lattimore, Alvin Kamara, Ryan Ramchek, Marcus Williams, and we still don't know how good Alex Anzalone can be. Mm-hmm. So. Look at this class, man. So special. You had two, both of the Rookie of the Years in it. 
Um, that's because you had that. I was like, yeah, it's worthy of being in the top ten. I think it is. We put so much stock into the top two, of course, when we look at the, the seasons that Lattimore and Kamara had. But what defines this class is just how they hit on those later picks. I mean, the fact that Ramchick and then uh, what Marcus Williams does, just take out the one play against the Vikings, that's pretty darn impressive. Oh, let's stop talking about that play. I know it's going to forever be linked to him, but listen, he's his rookie season was so fantastic. I don't want that to overshadow what he did before that. Okay, I thought it was a great year. Yeah, it was a really bad play. It's mm. one of the worst plays we ever saw, honestly. Mm. But he's so much better than that one play. I I understand that, but I'll just look at the career that Leon Lett had and the the blunders that he made, and what are some of the things that are pointed out when you go back to Leon Lett's career with the Dallas Cowboys? True, and I hope this isn't one of those things where it gets in Marcus Williams' head and he tries too hard, and all of a sudden he's starting to think instead of react. I don't want that to happen. Mm. But wow, Trent's thinking just like you. He says he's a monster. One bad play. I hope it doesn't get in his head. Wow, Uh-oh, this is getting scary. That is scary. <laughs> They're usually on the same uh, wavelength with uh, LSU. Yeah. Oh. Maybe it's just me just uh, texting in. Yeah. Um, all right. So number seven. Yeah, number seven. This is like the Saints last year. It can move up. 2016 Cowboys. Mm-hmm. You're talking about Ezekiel Elliott. You're talking about Jalen Smith. Who had 81 tackles and two forced fumbles last year. You're talking about Dak Prescott and Malik Collins. Mm. So, I mean, that's a that's a really, really good class. But, like the Saints, it needs some time mm-hmm. to kind of age over the years. A few question marks with that class, though, as they move forward. I mean, Dak Prescott, remarkable rookie year. But... Sophomore season, and of course, yeah. of course, with uh, Ezekiel Elliott and all his off the field issues. Yes, that is also, I mean, a good point in, in bringing up. But talent's there, man. They mm. get their head straight. I think Dak will shake back, and I think he'll benefit from a, a better running game next year. I anticipate a better running game. Mm. All right, uh, number six, and this was kind of interchangeable with number five, but I, I went with the 2002 Texans at number six. You know, this was what we remember as, oh, my God, they're going to pass up on Reggie Bush? Mm-hmm. They went with Mario Williams, and it turned out great for them. It was a great pick by the Houston Texans. Then they come back with D'Amico Ryans, Eric Winston, a tackle, and Owen Daniels, a tight end, who was who had a really good career for them. So, I, and just in reflection, it's kind of funny that how many people judged them, made fun of them, couldn't believe that they would pass up on a talent like Reggie Bush, and yet it ended up working perfect for their um, for their organization. Hmm. Uh, Richie weighs in, but could the Saints draft class be the number one most successful rookie class in NFL history? That's a really good question. Did you I think not so. Just, Has did, there did ever you, been? Did you not just hear me mention that that, that class by uh, the Steelers and four Hall of Famers? What did they do in their rookie year? That is true. That's the question, Eric. Is Was it the most successful rookie class? Mm. And I think that it has a case just because you had both of the rookie of the years alone. I mean, just take that part of it, and then you get to add a tackle on Ramchek, who was, who was a big-time producer for them. Come on. And Marcus Williams. It's a good – Yeah. I mean, credential-wise, uh, how could you match up against that? 
Yeah, I mean, I, I don't want to just say yes because we'd have to go through all of these rookie classes, but it'd be hard to beat. I'll say that. Uh, Daniel's got a text, though. You want to read it for us, Jake? It says, Dak still went 9-7 and seven without Zeke for six games and Tyron Smith for a few terrible games. <laughs> yeah, true. Take his rookie year out and go objectively look at his numbers from last year on a one-year basis. People keep saying it was a bad year. That's crazy. It was down, yes, but wasn't horrible. Mm. And Trent says, Dak isn't the hero. He needs a team. Zeke wasn't there, and Dez was a cancer. Look out for Dallas this year. Who that? It is a fascinating uh, storyline now playing out. Where will Dez land? It doesn't look like a lot of NFL franchises are exactly lining up to get his services. Says a lot for what he's thought about around the league. Yeah. There's the top ten. We're off and running. You can continue to weigh in at 888-993-7762. Later on the show, we'll go five through one. Yes, sir. The Morning Drive on Sports Talk 97.7 returns after this. Coming up after the break, Cedar Creek head coach Ben Haddix joins us on his decision to step down as the head football coach. The Morning Drive is back after this. all-new Yard Power of Monroe, Northeast Louisiana's only Cub Cadet dealer. Your Cub Cadet Superstore is holding a big open house this Saturday where you can save 15% on all Cub Cadet Pro Z mowers. That could mean up to $1,800 in savings. Big discounts on a great selection, even red tag special deals on closeout inventory. So remember YP, Yard Power. On Highway 165 in Monroe, just one mile north of Century Lane. The way you purchased a car in the past is changing with Ronnie Ward Toyota of Ruston.com. Shop our inventory new and used, value your trade, and apply for financing from home on your couch in the comfort of your bed. Wherever you choose, whatever you want, at Ronnie Ward Toyota of Ruston.com. We'll hand you your keys so you can get to the important things in life. Visit Ronnie Ward Toyota of Ruston.com. Drive your dream. Live to drive. We're talking with Matt Livengood, General Manager at Calvert Crossing Golf Club. You know, Matt, people probably have asked you, what's so special about Calvert Crossing? Well, the difference is our daily focus is on grass and it's on people. So what that brings to you is unsurpassed customer service and superior golf course conditions. And May is the final month of our spring membership drive. You can make Calvert Crossing your home club at 75% off initiation and your first month's dues are free. Come enjoy the private club experience without the private club cost. Stop by and we will give you a tour of our first class facilities. Calvert Crossing is located on Hodge Watson Road in Calhoun. New year, new you. Let Pata's Barbecue help with eating healthy. Our meats are smoked and we have low-carb sides. Beef, turkey, chicken, ribs, and pulled pork. All slow-cooked and full of flavor. Eat healthy at a low price. Try one of our lunch specials. Chicken and sausage with two sides for $6.99 or get a fourth of a chicken and two sides for $4.99. So come on in to Pata's. Drive through or use a waiter app for delivery. Two locations, 165 North in Monroe or Plain Drive next to Walgreens in West Monroe. Pata's Barbecue. Serving the South's best barbecue since 1977. Let's get back to the sports on the morning drive. This hour is sponsored by Ronnie Ward Toyota of Ruston. Welcome back to the morning drive on Sports Talk 97.7. Had more uh, high school football coaching news yesterday with the decision by Ben Haddix to step down as the head football coach. Of course, we'll remain on with the school as head baseball coach, athletic director, and dean of students. He joins us on the Stuart Shelby Hotline. Ben Haddix, how are you doing this morning, bud? I'm doing good, guys. How about y'all? 
Good. Uh, a lot of people were surprised, myself included, when uh, you get the news yesterday that you were stepping down as the uh, head football coach. What were some of the reasons that led to this decision? You know, obviously, uh, for eight years, I've been, I've been coaching two different sports. Uh, for the last six, I've also had the athletic director role. And my kids, uh, my two boys, now age six and four, and my daughter, age three, it got tougher and tougher to explain to them while I was spending more time with other people's kids than them. Uh, so it was really an easy decision at the end of the day. You know, I went and met with Coach Jefferson Tuesday afternoon, kind of went through our end-year review for baseball, and he asked me how I was doing. And, and in all honesty, I said, Coach, I'm not doing that great. I'm tired. Uh, you know, I said I would, I would keep this job as long as we could be great in both sports, which I think we've done a very good job at as a staff of being very competitive in both sports. And secondly, as long as I felt no one could do it better, uh, if I thought I was being an asset to the team, I wanted to be able to do it. And I'd reached the point where I couldn't get mentally and physically to the place I needed to be to get ready for football this coming year. And I thought someone could do it better. And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm not a selfish person. I wanted our kids to have the opportunity have the best possible coach they could and uh so it was an easy decision to try to find somebody to put in that place and do a better job than i could do ben how long have you been thinking about this then the follow-up question once it becomes official did it feel like uh some of the weight of the world had been lifted from your shoulders you know my goal initially eight years ago was five years that's what i wanted to do uh, i wanted to give it five years see if i could do both sports well i reached five years and we went three and seven eight. And uh, I've got some little man syndrome, and I didn't handle that very well. But I thought, I can do this better. I need to leave this place better than when I found it. And so our staff put our heads together, and we continued to work. And I feel right now is a really good time. I feel we are much better than we were eight years ago. Uh, facilities, budgets, uh, kids, programs, weights, everything is taking a step forward. So it felt good to pass the reins to somebody and, uh, and give them a better opportunity than I had coming in. So I think they're going to take it to even greater heights. And, uh, you know, it's just something to really, really look forward to. And, yes, when I woke up this morning, uh, maybe the sun came up a little bit brighter than it normally does. And it's not like you're still not going to be helping out the football program as the athletic director. And before we get to, of course, your replacement, Shannon Brown, let's talk a little bit about your past as the head football coach. Overall, 61-35, and 35, two semifinal appearances, four quarterfinal appearances. Uh, the one knock, does it bother you that you were not able to leave Cedar Creek to the Dome for the first time ever in the school's history? Absolutely. I think that uh, that weighs on any coach who, uh, you know, gets towards the latter part of their career if they haven't reached that pinnacle. Uh, you know, it's something that in baseball we were able to reach a few years ago and win a state championship and something that we're very proud of. But at the end of the day, you know, it's about these kids and putting them in the best position to be successful. And I feel like we did that. I feel like we achieved or overachieved every year uh, that we were in the playoffs and made playoff runs. Uh, we got beat by teams that were very talented and probably more talented than we were. Uh, our kids' efforts, attitudes, uh, everything about the way they, they handled adversity in our program, I'll never have any regrets about that. So obviously it would have been fun to coach on the carpet, absolutely. But uh, I don't have any regrets. Uh, I'm excited about the, the career that I've had up there and uh, the players and the coaches I've had the opportunity to coach with. I owe them a debt of gratitude that I'll never be able to repay. 61 wins in uh, eight years of the 61. Is there one or two victories that stand out the most to you? Absolutely. Uh, you know, there's a few that jump off the page. Obviously, my first one, uh, we beat Grambling in, in week one. That was a big deal for me my first year as a head coach because uh, to say that I got nauseous and sick a few times that day would probably be an understatement. And, uh, and obviously, just throughout, you have lots of great wins. I tell the kids all the time, you know, we've got huddle now, which is the coolest thing ever. 
But there's about five or six games I go back and I watch uh, just because it's fun to watch as a fan. And that's what a lot of people might, might not realize. Obviously, I graduated from Cedar Creek. I, I'm a fan of Cedar Creek. I'm a fan of Cedar Creek football. And the, the selfish thing is, for the last eight years, I've gotten the best seat in the house. I had front row tickets to every game. And every once in a while, they let me call timeout. It's really cool. Uh, we could put that in a fundraiser. I'm telling you, you make a lot of money. Um, so that's really neat. But Southern Lab, a few years ago, beat them in a first-round playoff game. Uh, OCF this year was a great game to go back and watch. For me and Catholic in the playoffs a couple of years ago, uh, those are the games I always go back and watch, and it just puts a smile on my face as a fan. You talked about the fact you feel very comfortable where this program is moving, and, of course, uh, the guy that's going to replace you, he's been on the staff for a while now, uh, Shannon Brown. Uh, is that one of the other reasons why you felt like this was a good time to, to pass on the torch to him? I do. You know, I think the administration felt very comfortable with Shannon. Shannon's very passionate uh, about the game of football, passionate about coaching, period. Uh, you know, if we had a chess team, he would get up there and hoop and holler and scream and, and get after it. So, uh, you know, felt great about Shannon. He's a good man. He's going to do right by those kids. Uh, passionate about football. And the most important thing, he, he loves kids, loves being around kids. Um, you know, he's, he's 47 years old. He's probably going to kill me for saying that on the radio. But, uh, you know, he acts like he's 17 when he gets around those kids. Uh, you know, he's, he's a mile a minute, has lots of energy, and I think they're going to feed off that passion. Uh, you look at th- this program overall, what are you the most proud of that you guys accomplished in the last eight years? The fact that these kids, I can say, look back and they enjoyed their high school careers. Uh, you know, that when kids graduate from Cedar Creek, they go on and be great things. We have a lot of smart kids, great, hardworking kids. They're going to go and meet doctors and CPAs and, and, and professionals in this world. And high school is not the pinnacle for them. Uh, you know, their, their, their greatest years will be later in life. And I'm fortunate I was a Cedar Creek graduate. And I can tell you right now, I'm having more fun doing what I'm doing than I had when I was in high school. And those kids can look back on their high school careers and say, even though it wasn't the pinnacle of their life, they had a lot of fun doing it. They felt loved. Uh, they learned about the game of football. But uh, most importantly, they can get back with their friends and they can relive a lot of good months. And that's the part that, that makes me happy. Having players come back and when they see me, they don't shake my hand, they give me a hug. Uh, that, that's what I'm most proud of. Week one next year, or whenever you have your first home game, how odd is that going to be on a Friday night not, being standing, not standing on those sidelines? You know, I don't know. Uh, I'll, have to, I'll have to let you know that Saturday morning. Uh, obviously, it's going to be different. We'll be at Loyola, and uh, hopefully we'll give them guys a heck of a game and find a way to win like we were this past year. Uh, but, you know, I think it's going to be a lot of fun. For, for 14 years, I've stood on that sideline, and I've coached on Friday nights. I get the biggest kick out of people who ask questions who don't think about it. They're like, man, y'all's radio crew does such a great job. Have you, have you ever listened to it? And I'm like, how am I going to listen to our radio guys? Uh, but maybe I can do some of those little things and uh, take advantage of being a fan. Again, I'm a, I'm a Cedar Creek fan. So will it be different? Absolutely. But I think it'll be twice as much fun. I plan on getting in the fans and hollering at the coaches, man, that they're throwing the ball too much, they're running too much. I'm going to hammer them. I'm in. Uh, of course, you remain as the athletic director, head baseball coach, dean of students. A lot of times we get caught up in football. But, boy, uh, Cedar Creek has had a great athletic season overall. You look at the success softball team had winning another state championship and i was just over there yesterday highlighting a few of your track stars overall you got to be very proud of what this athletic department continues to do absolutely you know we're uh, we're very fortunate to have a great core group of coaches who work well together who are passionate about these kids uh 
but most importantly, the kids. Uh, you know, they strive to be better. You know, we have a we have a school full of overachievers, which is anything a coach could ask for. They'll they'll do anything you ask them to, and uh, and and they give you everything they have. And as a coach, that's all you can ask is that they that they do things the right way. They follow your direction, your leadership, and they give you everything you have. And uh, and that's that's been great to watch. And I'm so excited to continue to be a part of it and to watch us to continue to grow. Ben, I know you wish you were still getting out ready for a postseason baseball game. It was a, a tough loss, tough series for you guys against Catholic Point Capi. We were kind of ho- anticipating, hoping for a rematch between you guys and OCS. Give a little scouting report on what it's going to take now for the Eagles to beat the team that just beats you. You know, John Parker and uh, Robbie Davini called me on Monday and had me, uh, I was working a field day, and, uh, man, they had me locked up in the football press box trying to give them scouting reports. Uh, you know, those guys are going to do a tremendous job. Catholic PC is a very scrappy bunch. Uh, they're playing at a very high level right now, uh, and we knew that coming in. Uh, they're very confident and playing very good baseball. They're not going to be dominant on the mound. They're going to have guys that pound the zone and work in and out and try to change speed. At the plate, they're scrappy exactly the way their team plays. Don't hit for a lot of power, but they're going to roll a lot of balls over and make you play defense. Uh, as far as Washita Christian goes, obviously everybody in this area knows what you're getting into when you play those guys. We uh, we got away with a split with them this year and felt like we had won the lottery. Um, you know they they're going to hammer the baseball. They'll hit fastballs incredibly well to all sides of the field. Uh, hit for power, and they've got a couple guys on the mound that are capable of keeping your runs down. So uh, Coach Parker does a tremendous job with that program. They're going to be as well coached, if not better coached, than anybody they play from here on out. And uh, they've got a fan over here in Cedar Creek. We're going to be pulling for those guys. And finally, Ben Haddix, we'd be remiss not to ask you, K.J. Malone, one of your former players, uh, goes off to LSU. Some thought it was a little bit of a stretch when he went down to LSU. He proved those critics wrong as he was an important part of that offensive line. Now he gets an opportunity to make uh, a name for himself with the Houston Texans. What can you say about his success? You know, obviously the first thing I'm going to say about K.J., as good a football player he is, he's a greater young man. Uh, I know most people have heard that, you know, when he gets done playing, whether it's in six months or it's in 16 years, he wants to get into law enforcement. Uh, Just a tremendous young man, somebody that a lot of Cedar Creek kids can look up to, and hopefully area and local kids, and now in the Houston area, can uh, can try to roll my laps. K.J.'s a great young man, comes from a great family, very supportive. And, uh, yeah, he did. He had some doubters when he left Cedar Creek. A lot of people didn't see that potential, but his coaches did. You know, we were confident in him because – Anytime someone say, well, I don't see it, I'd say, well, have you seen him at practice? Have you seen him in a weight room? Have you seen him do those little things that's going to separate him from somebody else who may have a little more talent or be as talented? He's going to find a way to separate because he's so passionate about it because of his work ethic and the type of person he is. And that's what he's done. He's persevered through a lot, uh, overcame some injuries this year to get ready for the combine and get ready for the draft. And uh, he, I'm, I'm, I'm a big fan of KJ's, and I'm excited about the future that's uh, standing in front of him. Ben Haddix, congratulations on the decision. We will certainly see you around Cedar Creek. Thank you, bud. Hey, thanks, man. Hey, you ever need some help on Fridays, man? I'm not busy. You just let me know. (laughs) (laughs) May take you up on that. Thank you. Hey, thanks, guys. Ben Haddix, good stuff. Wait a minute. So they're not listening to the radio broadcast on the headset? (laughs) (laughs) That's funny that people ask you that. But, uh, yeah, uh, got a text here from Daryl. Thank you, Ben Haddix, for all you do for Cedar Creek. Mm -hmm. For sure. Remain there as the head baseball coach, athletic director, and dean of students. Passing the torch, though, on to Shannon Brown as the head coach of the Cougars football program. One more quick text, and we've got a lot of text to get to. 
Uh, got a text here. I've got to go with Aaron on the 74 Steelers draft. They won Super Bowls in 75 and 76, if I'm if my memory is correct. Mm. So if that is the case, I mean, it's hard to beat back-to-back Super Bowls when your you know rookie class has a lot to do with that. Four Hall of Famers. Yeah. <laughs> 888-993-7762. Keep them coming. Coming up next, we will talk a little uh, high school baseball with OCS's John Parker coming up at the top of the hour. The voice of the LSU Tigers, Chris Blair, joins us for his weekly visit. The Morning Drive on Sports Talk 97.7 is back after this. Whether you have a sports or an orthopedic injury, nagging low back or neck pain, work-related injury, or even vertigo, get the care and treatment you need at Legacy Outpatient Therapy Services. LOTS has been a reliable health care provider for Ruston and the surrounding communities for over 15 years. Give Chase Patterson and his team of skilled therapists a call at 318-255-9601 or visit our website at LegacyRehab.net. LOTS, official partner of Louisiana Tech Athletics and your home for trusted therapy solutions. Powered by Legacy Rehabilitation. If you or a loved one have been injured or a victim of medical malpractice, you need to go Guerrero. I'm Lauren Guerrero, and my father is Jeff Guerrero. He has helped thousands of people who have been injured in auto accidents, offshore accidents, drug recalls, and victims of medical negligence. So if you or a loved one have been injured through no fault of your own, do what thousands of injured clients have already done. Go Guerrero. Call 24 hours a day at 325-4306 or come by the office at 2200 Forsyth Avenue in Monroe. The way you purchased a car in the past is changing with Ronnie Ward Toyota of Ruston.com. Shop our inventory new and used, value your trade, and apply for financing from home on your couch in the comfort of your bed. Wherever you choose, whenever you want, at Ronnie Ward Toyota of Ruston.com. We'll hand you your keys so you can get to the important things in life. Visit Ronnie Ward Toyota of Ruston.com. Drive your dream. Live to drive. When people get sick, they need a doctor. When cars get sick, they need Autoplex Automotive. So if your check engine light comes on, you have an electrical problem, need brake work, or just an inspection sticker, they do it all. They're a full service shop that can perform any BG service and stand behind their work with a parts and labor warranty. They even offer towing service. Autoplex Automotive, 1515 Cypress Street, West Monroe. When your car's sick, call 855-4483. Local Sports Talk is on the air on the morning drive. This hour is sponsored by Ronnie Ward, Toyota of Ruston. Jake, you ready for some uh, playoff high school baseball this week? No, I am. Cannot wait. State quarterfinals. We got a couple of uh, matchups tonight. Winfield goes on the road to take on Welsh. That is a three-game series. Delta Charter, LaSalle slugging it out. That is a one-game series. Oak Grove versus Maryville, also a one-game series as the Tigers go on the road. Then, of course, right down the road, OCS at home for a three-game series. Eagles head coach John Parker joins us on the Stuart Shelby Hotline. Coach, how are you doing this morning? Oh, doing pretty good, Aaron. How are y'all? Good. You got a little pep in your step as we got a little uh, quarterfinal action tonight for the OCS Eagles. Oh, yeah. We're, uh, you know, it's game day, and, uh, you know, it looks like it's going to be uh, really nice weather and uh, uh, for today anyway. And So, uh, yeah, we're we're ready to go, man. All right. Explain to us, because, we, we, you know, we're not the smartest guys in the world. There's some, like Class 1A, that just goes a one-game series, and then there's others that go three games. And, of course, in 1A, we see a lot of different higher seeds actually going on the road in the state quarterfinals. 
How does this all work out? Is it just class by class? Who's deciding this? Yeah, it's, it's a it's a class by class thing. It's actually uh, you know, of course, with the split with the non-select and selects, uh, the way the LSU say uh, a couple of years ago they voted that uh, you know each class or division can uh, um, can put up proposals and the, only those schools in that particular class or division uh, are eligible to vote on that. So uh, when we 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 moved down this past year to one uh, A, uh, knowing that we were going to be in Division Four. We, uh, myself and uh, our principal, Bobby Stokes, we wrote the proposal for Division Four to be the best two out of three series for the regional and the quarterfinal rounds. And uh, knowing that we, uh, you know, this, only the select schools will be voting on it. And uh, so it passed by a wide margin. And uh, we, we think it's the best way to determine the best team. And, uh, you know, I mean, it, it focuses on a... Uh, uh, you know, you can't ride one guy all the way to the state championship. You know, you got to develop a pitching staff, and uh, you know, and of course, baseball is a funny game. You know, if you have one bad game, you know, at least you get a chance to come back and uh, you know prove the next uh, the next game that you know you're you're the better team. And can you imagine if you were the, the number two seed and was you were actually going on the road for a one game <laughs> winner take all uh, situation? That'd be tough. Well, yeah, that's a uh, that's a really tough deal, and uh, you know, I mean, it's uh, uh, you know, we've been in that situation in the past. You know, obviously, it's it's only been the series uh, uh, play for the regional and quarterfinals only the past I don't know three or four or five years uh, in any classification, and uh, so I mean, that's a, that's a tough deal to be able to I mean to to be the the higher seed, uh, the you know, the a, a two seed or a three seed or whatever the case may be, and having to travel because somebody else upset somebody in the first round. and uh, You know, so, I mean, it, it does give us an advantage uh, as far as just staying at home and doing a top-four seed uh, in the uh, in classification or division that has uh, that has the uh, the two out of three series. Uh, if you're the higher seed, if you're in the top four of the power rankings, I mean, you're guaranteed to, to be at home until, uh, you know, you get a chance to go to Sulphur. We just had Ben Haddix on the show. Of course, his Cedar Creek uh, Cougars lost to the squad that you're playing tonight in a three-game series, Catholic Point Capee. He says he gave you one heck of a scouting report. So you guys should be all right then, Coach. <laughs> well, I mean, uh, he definitely gave us a heck of a scouting report. But there's no doubt about that. And uh, I mean, uh, Coach Haddix and I, I mean, we, we've developed a great friendship over the past few years. I mean, obviously, on the field, uh, field of play, I mean, uh, you know, between the lines, you know, nobody wants to beat Cedar Creek more than we do. And, Nobody wants to beat OCS more than he does. Uh, but when we uh, when we're off the field, uh, you know, we we've developed a great friendship, and we're I'm a, I'm a huge fan of uh, Coach Addicts and uh, that program over there. And uh, but uh, yeah, I mean Monday he was able to you know he called us and uh, uh, we sat down, took a few notes, and, and uh, you know so I mean he we we have an idea of what to expect. Uh, we do uh, uh, we did play Catholic Point to P earlier in the season in a tournament and uh, we were able to, to pull out a win against those guys, but we know they're, uh, they're a really good team and they're a different team than they were uh, when we played them back at that time period, just because, I mean, they, they're obviously playing with a really uh, high, at a high, really high level and they're playing with a lot of confidence. And uh, so I mean, we're going to have to, uh, uh, you know, we know that I mean, this is the quarterfinals. I mean, you know, everybody's playing for the shot to go to the state tournament. And uh, so it's going to, we're going to have to be, uh, we're going to be on our game this weekend. Now you don't call it gorilla ball, but your team at the end of the 
You get a laugh every time I bring that up. But your team at the end of the season had 36% of its hits go for extra base hits. I mean, y'all are known for hitting the ball and hitting it far. Um, we've had you on before when you said this lineup could be one of your best. Has it exceeded your expectations? I don't know if it's exceeded my expectations. It's definitely lived up to our expectations. Uh, we uh, we knew coming into this season. I mean, like we, you know, you and I have talked before, uh, and uh, I, we knew that we had a chance to be to be a really potent lineup. And uh, you know, we've got a little bit of everything. We've got uh, we've got several guys that that, that can absolutely fly uh, with Britt Mulhern and Bailey Bertram, Gavin Shepard, uh, Skylar Wilhite. We've got a lot of good speed. Uh, and then we've got guys that can hit it out of the park on any pitch. You know, uh, you know we've got you know, you know Connor McCoy. I mean, he's got seven home runs. We've got uh, you know Clint Hargrave and Crew Wilson both have five each. Uh, Bryce Wallace and Dell Former, who are actually our two best hitters overall, average wise, and uh, I mean just overall better hitters. Uh, I mean they have you know three home runs each. And, uh, so I mean, and we've hit a lot of doubles uh, and. Uh, you know, we just that's something we've emphasized from day one is, uh, you know, we want to uh, what we call a low hard approach. We don't necessarily teach any type of launch angles and all that kind of stuff. That's uh, kind of a big deal in, in baseball right now. But we teach we, we just want to, you know, hit the ball hard. I mean, when the ball's over the plate, uh, you know, we want to stay up the middle. We want to go to gap to gap approach. And uh, when you go to that gap to gap gap to gap approach, we uh, we end up hitting a lot of doubles and. Uh, that's one thing that we've been able to do this year. And uh, so, I mean, it's just, uh, it's been a lot of fun to watch these guys perform. Man, that seems like an incredible stat there. 36% of your hits going for extra bases. So you crunch the numbers. Typically, what is a good percentage of, of your hits that should go for extra bases? You know, Aaron, I mean, I honestly, uh, I don't know that I've ever really done a lot of research yeah. on that. Uh, <laughs> you know, I mean, I know, uh, like, like we've talked about, I mean, about a, about a third of our hits, uh, have been extra base hits. I mean, I would I would say you know uh, you know twenty five to thirty percent would be you know a pretty pretty good number. And for us to be able to uh, to exceed that, go you, know, you know more than a third of our hits. I mean, uh, it, it is. I mean, when you sit back and just look at the stats and think about it, I mean, it's, it's kind of a uh, it's kind of staggering, honestly. And it's kind of a. Uh, I mean, I just uh, sit back and look and, and see the numbers we've produced this year. And uh, almost in awe of the way our kids have uh, have hit the baseball. Pitching wins championships, and of course, uh, you've had to deal with some injuries throughout the year. Uh, I know with uh, Trey Witt coming back, it certainly solidifies your rotation. Uh, how's it looking now as you go to the quarterfinals? Oh, we feel good about it. We really do. I mean, we've had some kids. I mean, you know, uh, with with Seth being out for the, the period of time that he was. Um, you know, we had a lot of different kids uh, throw innings for us. And, uh, you know, we haven't had but, uh, uh, I think, one or two complete games all year long. And that's been that's been definitely different for us because we've had, obviously we've had some, some pretty good pitching come through with the, you know, with the likes of Aaron George and um, Ty O'Neill and, uh, you know, Snugs who, who, who left us with West Monroe. I mean, we've, those guys, I mean, over the last few years, they've pitched a lot of innings and uh, um, threw a lot of complete games. And, uh, you know, this year I think we had two complete games. Uh, so, I mean, we've, we've had a lot of guys step up and throw a lot of innings for us. So, I mean, with Seth coming back, that's obviously huge for us and it gives our team a lot of confidence. But, I mean, I believe our kids have just as much confidence when uh, Ty Pankey steps on the mound or Bryce Wallace, Cage Wallace, 
You know, uh, I mean, those guys have thrown a lot of innings. Sophomore Christian Gray, I mean, he started. He's thrown a lot of innings for us. So, I mean, we've got several guys um, that uh, that we know that we're going to have to rely on to get through a three-game series. And, uh, you know, we, we, we don't necessarily believe that we're going to have to do it. You know, we're going to have any guys go out there and throw complete games. You know, we're going to pitch the contact, and, uh, you know, and our defense is going to have to make plays behind them. And, uh, you know, that's kind of the name of the game. And I think uh, – I think it's going to be really hard for any uh, pitching staff to hold our uh, our offense down. First pitch, six o'clock tonight, Coach Parker. Six o'clock, first pitch tonight. Yes, sir. Appreciate the time. We'll see you out there. All right, thanks, Eric. Appreciate y'all. Thanks, Jake. John Parker, OCS's head coach. Yeah, there's something you know we all like clean baseball, but there's something about going to see a team that just can straight up light it up, and. Like he just said, this team doesn't have the Aaron George or the Ty O'Neill that it, it has had in the past. And the defense, quite frankly, hasn't been as solid as it's been in the past. But they made up for it with that lineup. And, it's it, again, it's something fun to just go see a team, one through nine, that can absolutely torch the ball. Hmm. We mentioned that lineup. We didn't even mention uh, Bryce Wallace, of course, uh, Louisiana Tech signee. Big part of that offense. He, he talked about him, yeah. I mean, he's. He, I think he actually. He and Dale Fulmer lead them in, in batting average. So, yeah. I mean, it really from top to. I mean, their eight hole hitter. I think is hitting like three sixty, three seventy, which is just crazy, crazy to me. Well, uh, a couple, of few, a uh, few more coaches on tomorrow as we look forward to more quarterfinal state baseball playoff action. Uh, the breaking news wasn't really breaking news. It happened uh, last week, but it is now official. Jason Witten has made the decision that he'll go into broadcasting, collect his four to four and a half million dollar paycheck. So now the Cowboys are looking for a tight end to replace Jason Witten. You look at Witten's career, though, he finishes with 1,152 catches. That ranks fourth in the NFL history, trailing just Jerry Rice, Tony Gonzalez, and Larry Fitzgerald. Witten is the Cowboys' all time leader in receiving yards, over 12,000 receiving yards third in franchise history with 68 receiving touchdowns hmm. but is he a good broadcaster <laughs> that's my question sure you can catch the football can you be a good broadcaster hmm. we'll find out 888-993-7762 speaking of great broadcasters the voice of the lsc tigers chris blair will join us after the break please we gave it thanks for listening to the best of the morning drive with dietrich and white To listen live every day, tune in at ESPN977.com or subscribe in iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you find podcasts.